Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I am your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. T, how you doing? Great. 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 <laughs> Wait, did you say Groot? Maybe Groot, but I'm just... Like, I am Groot. You know, Frosted Flakes. Great. Great. Tony the Tiger, back at it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So yeah, man, we're back. We're yeah, doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're in it to win it. <laughs> Talking about episode eleven, three eleven, like the band. <laughs> Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, okay, <laughs> Wait, no, how does that song, what's the melody on that song? Um, which one, Amber? That one, yeah. Amber is the color of your energy. Whoa. Oh, that's that, oh, it's whoa. That's how yeah. it is? Okay. It's been a minute since I've heard that song, or even thought about it, frankly. Um, yeah, so 311, titled Nobody Knows, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Which also reminds me of a song um, by... It's either by Semisonic, Semisonic, or just Dan Wilson solo, who was the lead singer of Semisonic. Mm-hmm. It's called Secret Smile. I think it's Semisonic's song, and it's called Secret Smile. And the lyric is, nobody knows it, but you've got a secret smile, and you use it only for me. Mm. So and every, every time I read or see nobody knows, I'm like, nobody knows it. <laughs> um. So, the Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Mary can't get the hang of parallel parking, so she uses her feminine wiles to pass her driver's test. So, that's all that happens? Yet another Mary-centric synopsis, or spoilie. Yes. Um, not really much of a spoilie, other than the fact that it ruins the fact that she passes, but, I mean... It's not even the meat of this episode at nope. all. No. Arguably, Julie is the meat of this episode, which, yeah. spoiler alert, folks, Julie's back. Aunt Julie is back. And well, speaking well, of Aunt Julie, um, I'm having a beer. What are you having? I'm also having a beer. Well, cheers to beers. Cheers to beers. In honor of Aunt Julie. <laughs> the Pierce, get beers, Pierce. <laughs> What would we do without you? <laughs> I'm liking the name of Yeah, this what beer. beer are you drinking? Voodoo Ranger. Ooh. That just sounds really cool. But the label's pretty awesome. I love that voodoo that you do. <laughs> or whatever that stupid line is. <laughs> no, what is it? Do that voodoo that you do? <laughs> I think so. Do that voodoo. And that it's you. like it's like a skeleton skull wearing one of those like ear flap hats yeah. with a feather in it. Kind of looks like a pilot and also looks like a straight-up ranger as well. Yeah, I think that's the point. He's supposed to look like a ranger. Yeah. Is he wearing sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, shit. What? Sunglasses or goggles? I don't... Yeah, one or the other. Probably goggles. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's a nice... Wait, is is ranger a name for some sort of, like, pilot? Like a military pilot or something? You know, I don't know. Because I'm just thinking of, like, park rangers. I don't know Oh, about... yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, park rangers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
The world may never know. <laughs> no, I'm sure someone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Write in. Let us know if you know. And I'm having a flat old, not flat old, <laughs> regular old fat tire. Which I never realized, but the symbol for New Belgium, which is the brand that makes Fat Tire and mm-hmm. Buda Ranger, their symbol is a bike. Yeah. So, like, Fat Tire is, like, what, their flagship beer or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess. We're just advertising for New Belgium now, but... Um, and I never really realized that, like, oh, it's a bike with, like, a big old tire. Yes. <laughs> like, Fat Tire. Get it. <laughs> it's just weird. I, I don't know why I have this really bizarre um i don't know i don't know if i want to call it a habit but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna call it a habit every time i think of fat tire and this doesn't make any sense a part of me always wants to sing fat bottom girl (laughs) because of the bike yeah boom i i just i don't whatever it just always yeah yeah i bet that's the subconscious link they want you to make. Maybe. I mean, it's not bad. I bet Freddie Mercury's heirs own New Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it Fat Tire. All right, fine. Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> this is you a very musical episode. Brown. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Aunt Julie's back. That's sort of like the main storyline of this episode is that Matt happens to see her on the street somewhere in Glen Oak. In, like, some rundown, shitty-ass part of Glen Oak that we've never seen before. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. And... Which would probably be, like, Hipsterville now. If it really existed, you mean? Yeah. I actually don't think so. The Whatever, whatever set they were on, or maybe it wasn't even a set, maybe they shot on location well, on I'm whatever just not, street that was. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the street. Oh, you think, like, now, 20 years later, it's been gentrified to, like, Hipsterville? Probably. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised. Because it was pretty, like, run-down, shitty-looking. I guess, but, I mean, the, I mean, one of the scenes when you see Matt driving by, like, during the day, uh-huh. it just looks like a bunch of random, like, boutiques behind him. Or, like, I guess you want to say it's because um, there's a lot of tile work that you see on the walls. I must not have been paying attention to that cuz yeah. all I could see was all I could really like all that caught my eye I guess was you know how buildings will have like big signage yes. like on, like on the side that that, that like that's like vertical or yes. whatever and that to always to me seems a little dated and like yeah. old school. I know. And you kind of can't help but like feel like it's a little run down, you know? No, but it's just weird cuz it's like wherever his car was and like w- wherever he parks his car and behind it mm. it's just um it looks like a bunch of like big windows like stores or maybe like coffee shop or something like that and yeah. there's like it's like tiles everywhere and i couldn't help but i was focusing trying to figure out where this was i know i couldn't place it either yeah. i mean we're we're angelinos born yeah. and raised and i couldn't place it but it looks save my life but it's weird because it kind of looked familiar to me and i was just trying to figure it out but then i gave up yeah i'm but, sure i'm sure there's some record of that because yeah. I think there's like actually an, a website that that has that like like all the locations on which a show or movie was filmed. Mm-hmm. So like presumably it's information that's readily available to us. True. Just haven't looked at it yet. Um, mental note to do that later. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and then, so I guess maybe simultaneously with the Julie stuff, or not Mm -hmm. simultaneously, like on par with the Julie stuff in terms of 
storyline, I guess you could say, is um, Dina's whole deal um, mm-hmm. with Simon and everything. So as a refresher, because almost, I, I mean, even I almost sort of kind of couldn't remember. I was like, who is this girl? Why do we care? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Dina is Simon's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Although... I love that they call each other their best friend. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking cute. Like, yeah. multiple times they refer to each other as, like, my best friend. Yeah. And that's adorable. I know. Because they're 12. Yeah. And they're boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. And they're best friends. That's fucking cute. It is cute. Um, but, yeah, so their whole deal. And that's sort of, like, how the episode opens, right? Is, like, Eric um, playing pool with Dina. Mm-hmm. And, well, why don't we just play the clip? Okay. So congratulate me. Congratulations. Congratulations all over the place. Wrong clip. (laughs) (laughs) So you're okay? 100%. You gave it all away! I'm going to leave it in because that was great. (laughs) I'm sorry to put you through this. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. I was mean to Simon today. For any particular reason? It's that horrible time of year already. That's right, I forgot. So how are you doing this time around? Pretty much just like every year. I'm scared to death. And I'm also scared that if I tell Simon why I've been so freaked out lately, he'll get scared. And I don't think that's fair to him. Well, maybe. You know, on the other hand, he's your best friend. He might not think it's fair that you didn't tell him. He might want to know. He might want a chance to be there for you when you're going through a tough time. But he's only 12. You're only 12. I'm an old 12. <laughs> yeah. Dina's cute. She is cute. I mean, we liked her from get from get-go when we first met her, and Simon was, like, putting her through the rigors of his, like, girlfriend checklist Seriously. or whatever. But she's, she's super cute, super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, I think they did a pretty good job of, like, bearing the lead on this one yeah in a way that seventh heaven is never has never been good at like like you know like stringing us along where we don't know what's happening kind of thing Mm -hmm. i really couldn't guess this one yeah and i mean clearly based on this conversation we just heard like clearly something is up they're they're not hiding that fact but the fact that it's the fact that she had leukemia Mm -hmm. um as a five-year-old like yeah. Uh, that one I definitely did not see coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, and I didn't, of course, of course, Simon doesn't deal with it well, right, when he finds out because she kind of springs it on him. Like, yeah. in the middle of the night, he has zero, like, like he's not expecting this at all. Like, yeah. she just shows up at the house in the middle of the night and, like, drops this bomb on him. And he's just like, okay, bye, and like runs back inside the house, which arguably not the best way to handle that kind of news, but still, you're 12, and this was dropped on you as I just a want to know how Dina got there. To the house? Yeah. How far does she live? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't how think they've away? ever established that, yeah. Yeah, clearly she didn't get dropped off, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, because she, because like you know, instead of throwing pebbles at the window, her her thing is, um, oh God, what it? Well, what are they called? Like bow and arrow. No, I know, but you know, you know, whenever like there were those guns, like those little guns with the, 
the stopper, basically. What were those things? The ones that get stuck on the window or yeah, it can get like, stuck on your forehead. It's like a suction cup yeah, thing. Yeah. So she's got like this bow and arrow thing. Yeah. But her quote-unquote arrows, the like the tip of them is like a suction yeah. thing. So when she like shoots it and it lands on something, it like gets stuck. Yeah, know? like on the window. It's just, yeah. it's cute. Yeah. Like instead of throwing pebbles, like that's her way. I know. It's a they're, it's a little Hunger Games cute. in action right there. <laughs> a little Hunger Games in action, yeah. And also a cool take or like a cool like updated take on pebbles at the window. Yeah. You know? Like like first of all, she's a girl doing it. Yes. Typically we see boys throwing pebbles, yeah. you know. <laughs> Can you hear the sirens? <laughs> <laughs> um they're coming for you. Um yeah, so, yeah, typically we see the boys, and then, so she's the one, and Simon has to be the one who's, like, you know, like, unawares, and he, like, hears the sound, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's cute. Um, but, yeah, he does not handle it well. And then he gets mad at Eric, because he's like, he's like, you could have fucking warned me, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm your son, like, come on. And, of course, Eric is like, you know I can't, it's confidentiality, it's part of my job, da 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 yeah. Which, of course, that's obvious, yeah. you know. And But that's why he encouraged her to tell him, yeah. like, in that clip we listened to, or whatever, because, because he knows in yes. his heart that Simon will want to have known, mm-hmm. you know, and that he's capable of handling it, yeah. you know, the, the news. And so he's trying to, like, nudge Dina in that direction yeah. to, to come to that conclusion on her own, you know, because um, that's the best he can do. And then it happens, and, you know, he doesn't handle it well. And then, and then I really loved, and I don't have the clip, but I really loved how um, at school, the day of her physical, mm-hmm. where he, like, he gets a hall pass so he could, like, sneak into her gym class and, like, yeah. wish her luck, you know, before she goes in. For the physical, and he's just like, I'm sorry that I handled that so poorly, and like, I'm rooting for you, and like, whatever. It's so sweet. It is. Like, they're so mature in this episode. Yeah. And like, like in that clip that I accidentally played, which I will play fully later, but like, they're so mature in this episode, yeah. like, in terms of how they relate to each other and their relationship dynamics and stuff. Yeah. It's really, it's really cute to see. Because Simon, he's like, he's a baby. Yeah, you know? he's like, like a little oh, man. He's so cute. He's a little man. Which, when did he become 12? I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Because yeah. it's third season and we met him when he was we 10. We don't celebrate birthdays on this show. Not very much. Except if you're Lucy and you'd have your period at 13. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. No um, one else has celebrated a birthday. But I do like how Dina like handled Simon whenever he... We'll get into this, obviously. Um, hmm. Whenever let's um, get into it now. He mentioned like, "Oh, but the psychic said you're gonna be fine," oh, and like yes. she just hits him with the dodgeball on the head. Like, I love that too. I love how she handled it. Yeah, she's like, "How dare you do that to me?" Yeah. Like, what if she had said I was gonna die? Then what, fucker? Yeah, like, like you weren't gonna tell me? Yeah, man, so cute. And he goes, "Oh, he's like, what, where did I drop the ball?" <laughs> yeah, forget the fact that he's cool with the fact that it's fifty years of his life. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At first, I thought that was going to freak him out. Like, you know, like like that typical storyline of like, oh, 50 years. Oh, no. Get me out of these chains, you know. But yeah. like, no. It, instead, he, it was like a positive thing for him to be like, oh, great. That means we're going to be together. That means she's going to be fine for 50 years. Like, yeah. cool. You know, like that's so fucking sweet. But demented. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially at 12. A little bit. Well, but the true dementia, dementedness, if you will, 
is with Rufy. She's like legit crazy in this episode. Yeah. Because. But we've been the, seeing signs of crazy with Ruthie, haven't we? Yeah, that's true. Okay. With the, the doll heads and whatever. That shit, we won't let go ever. I will never let that go. I'm sorry. Any child that is ripping her head, the heads off of her dolls, <laughs> needs to be looked at with the mental by a mental professional. <laughs> Bottom line. Sweetheart, what's happening Just over saying. here? Anyone who's listening out there, if you or someone you know is ripping heads off of dolls, mental professional. Um... <laughs> And soapbox. <laughs> no, but she... I'm not even referring to the fact that she gets her this crazy idea in her head to, like, call a sidekick or whatever. That's, that's kid shit, fine. Mm-hmm. But she literally makes up a phone number, right? Because, yeah. because this phone number is not the phone number that was yeah. advertised in the psychic commercial she mm-hmm. saw. Clearly, because it's not the psychic. Yeah. So she, like, makes up a phone number in her head. Yep. And then proceeds to have full-on conversations with a woman who's easily at least 80 years old. Mabel? Mabel. Played by the one and only Phyllis Diller. Rest in, may she <laughs> rest in peace. Um, which, I'm sorry, quick sidetrack. Um, anytime I think of Phyllis Diller, I think of Thumbelina. Oh my god. <laughs> because she was in that. Yes. <laughs> I haven't heard Thumbelina being thrown out in like right? years. Right? And for some reason, she's my only point of reference to Thumbelina. Like, like if I think Thumbelina, I think of Phyllis Diller. And if I think Phyllis Diller, I think of Thumbelina. <laughs> like, it's the only correlation I have. Um, oh, Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Um, so anyway, so, yeah. So then Ruthie is carrying on these conversations with some rando named Mabel and proceeding to call her honey and sweetie Sweetie. and this and that. I'm just like, really? What? And it never again, once again, missed opportunity, never gets addressed. Yeah. Neat neat little bow. Annie picks up the phone. Oh, maybe we should keep in touch. Guarantee we're never going to see her again anyway. And Bye, Mabel. Yeah. And that's it. And Ruthie doesn't get in trouble. Ruthie doesn't like, whoa, Ruthie, why did you feel the need to talk to a random stranger? Yeah. Why are you saying things like honey and sweetie when you're five? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? Well, what did she say? Uh, well, I guess it was okay once Annie figured out that this wasn't a 1-800 number. <laughs> oh, yeah, one nine hundred. Oh, yeah, one nine hundred. Yeah, because Ruthie's like five 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 zero one one one, And yeah. Annie's like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally made this number up. Like, she might as well have just dialed zero, 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 zero. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. You just gave me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's a real number? I don't know. Would, it, who would you reach? An operator? I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to figure out. Should we do it now on the air? Mm. Wait, 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 but you have to put your phone on speaker. I will, I will, I will. Oh my god, we're doing this. What's wrong with us? This is a for heaven's sake first, you guys. So what am I, but am I doing a... Just dial seven zeros. Or I guess ten with an area code. So like zero, 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 and then zero, 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 zero. Okay. Uh, oh my god, why are we doing this? It's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to like, do, 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 the dial you have numbered. I mean, the number you have dialed. <laughs> the dial you have numbered. <laughs> 
Typical. Damn it. Damn it, Verizon. <laughs> I wonder, okay, I wonder what happens when I dial. <laughs> because I'm not on Verizon. I'm willing to give it a shot. We're like a bunch of kids. We really are. This is like prank calls. Uh-huh. Yep. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. <laughs> well, you know what? At least that means that there are some rigors with the phone waves. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, the point being, like, nobody owns that number. I can have it. Can you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Turn the mics off for a second. Can you? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Ruthie's crazy. Simon's cute. Um, Julie's always back. Cute. Um, okay, so let's talk about Julie a little bit more since we didn't really talk about her too much. Aunt Julie, her hair's long. She looks different. Did she have work done, you think? No. She looks different. I almost, like, almost to the point where I was like, is this even the same actress? No, it's, it's her. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Was she puffier, maybe? Is that bad that I said that? Like, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm just no, saying, no. like, her maybe. face looked different. Maybe. But, like, she, I think, like, she's always had a pretty wide face. As crazy yes. as that. Like, she does have a strong jawline. She has She's very, cheekbones. yeah, she's very, like, pronounced in the roundness of her face. Yeah. I, and I remember that. But there was something. I don't know what it was. It might have been the eyes. It might have been, like, you know, the like the cheekbone area or something. Well, her hair was longer. That was, There's also that. That's true. That does change your face. You're yeah. right. You're right. That could change your, like, the overall look and feel of yeah. your face. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's leave it at that. Um, but she's back. And Matt approaches her. Well, kind of. He tries to call out to her at first. She doesn't yeah. hear him. Mm-hmm. And then she and then he shows up again and like knocks on her door essentially. Yeah. And and she like I'm sorry, excuse me. She like hides a half-drunken bottle of rum under her couch. Yeah. And like makes it a point like, you know, for the audience to see like half-drunk puts it under the couch. Yeah. She's hiding it, whatever. And I'll be honest, it worked on me. I bought it. I was like, fucking Julie's drinking again. Like, yeah. God damn it. You know, I, I totally bought it. I was so mad at her. I was like, damn it, Julie, after everything you've been through. I know. You're drinking again. Um, and so, like, Matt shows up. And Julie is not, it's not sugar-coated at all. She's like, I don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> like, how about keep your distance? I will call you. Yeah. And we're done here, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I think, I don't know what it is, though. Like, okay, so clearly Matt gets weird vibes, right, from yeah. Matt. But what about that encounter is it that gives him those what vibes? Because I thought she was being pretty chill and normal. Yeah, she was. I think so. And he didn't see her hide the bottle, so it's no. not like he has really any cause for suspicion. I guess he's just, I don't know, I he. I guess he just doesn't trust her, right? Is what it comes down to. That he doesn't trust her. What is she doing in this part of the town? True, without saying anything to anyone yeah. about the fact, the fact that she's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, it's all just a little too suspicious. She's yeah. living in some rundown place. Yeah. And yeah, all right. So then he, rather than like 
tell his parents that he's seen her. He says, like, he saw a dream yeah. where she was back in town and teaching again and da da da. And then, of course, Eric is like, not an idiot. So, um, saying how he's a bad liar. Yeah. Yeah, that was a theme in this episode yeah. the fact that they're all bad liars. liars. Which I don't. It felt weird that they were trying to establish something like that. When there really hasn't been much evidence of that, that they're bad liars, has there? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Mm. Well, whatever. The, the parents are always a step ahead of them, no matter what. That's true. This is what and they're super see. suspicious, no matter what, too. Yeah, so yeah. like, So, like, they can all be on the up and up, but, like, they're just going to constantly be questioning and, mm-hmm. like, doubting everything. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, so, Eric takes it upon himself... To go to Julie's apartment. Well, Matt goes back. After the initial incident? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tries to, like, catch her on the street or whatever. And she's just like, dude, no. I'll call you when I'm ready. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But then she calls Annie. Julie calls Annie to come come visit at the school that she's teaching at. Um, And we don't see this, but we find out later... That they had a whole long chat because Annie knows all the story behind the yeah. half drunken bottle of rum. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing that pisses me off is I mean, we, the audience, we see the moment Annie comes to the classroom mm-hmm. and we see the moment she leaves. Yeah. Like we're there for the whole conversation because yeah. Annie leaves the classroom because like she has to go pick up the kids. Kids, yeah. So when did she have time to learn the story of the bottle of rum if we were there for the whole encounter? Yeah, I don't know. Either like before she had walked in, whenever she had called her to come to the True, school. maybe that. Maybe that, but still, but, whatever. But so if it I'm Julie, I'm going to be like, hey, Annie, haven't seen you in over a year. Why don't we meet? But first, let me tell you the story of this bottle of rum that nobody knows I have. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> give me this I'm backstory. Tickled. I'm tickled thinking of that. <laughs> let me tell you the story of this bottle of rum no one knows I have. That is like hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah, bring it up reason. in conversation. Well, just how you did, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. Because at that point, no one knows about it. Because yeah. it's after the Annie meeting that Eric goes to her apartment. Like, yeah. Um, and then, like, I guess fucking ransacks it because he finds the, the fucking bo- bottle yeah. of rum that she's hidden. Yeah. Like zero boundaries. What yeah. the fuck? Okay. And. Then he, like, accuses her of drinking again, which she adamantly, like, you know, defutes or... Defutes? Refutes. (laughs) Am I drunk? (laughs) (laughs) Refutes. And, um... Sirens. They're coming for you. What you do when they come for you? Bad boys. Bad boys. Too bad as a fire truck. Bad Julie. Bad Julie. (laughs) Drunk Julie, drunk Julie. Um, so, yeah, so he, like, accuses her of drinking again. And then she's like, get the fuck out of my apartment, basically, in so many words. And he's like, he's like, I could. Or I could call the center where you yeah. got where you can get help. And she's like, get out of my apartment. Yeah. 
Um, rightfully so, right? Mm-hmm. Because she didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. There's a reason she didn't reach out to this to these people, even though she lives miles away from their home. Yeah. Like, the, miles away sounds like it's distance. I mean, like, minutes away from their home. Yeah. Like, she's not ready for this. She's not ready to re-enter a normal life with, with yeah. her family. She ran away from New York on purpose. Yeah. You know? To not deal with the Judgment constant, and... Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? But you have to admit, the, the dialogue between her and whoever is in front of her at the time, whether mm. it's Matt or Eric, it's orchestrated in a way for you to believe that she's being distant, shady, shady you know? It, yeah. It's their choice of words or but her actions. With the exception of that moment when she's talking to Matt on the corner, mm-hmm. like I think this is like the day after he's come to her apartment, right? When he like shows up again. And like, sort of like, tries to get her to like take a ride with him or yeah. whatever. And she goes, she goes, like, you're worried about me, right, or whatever. And he's yeah. like, yeah. And she goes, that's a fucking burden, dude. Yeah. Like, it's a burden on me to know that I'm a burden on you. Yeah. And she doesn't want that. Yeah. That's not what she signed up for. She decided to be to get sober, and she's been sober for yeah. however long it's been. And you don't need to. Like imagine, like I'm trying, like to be serious for a minute, which is rare on this podcast. But like imagine, like you have a disease, right, or yeah. a problem, whatever. If you don't want to call it a disease, you have a legit problem which you've fate, like you've you've admitted to yourself mm-hmm. and have sought help to try to get better about it. Yeah, and like. And people are just constantly trying to be like, are you okay? How are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Are you still sober? Are you... Da-da-da? It's like, can I just live my life maybe? Yeah. Can I Can I have been... Can I just be secure in the decisions I've made now? Yeah. And, and try to move forward and have a semblance of a life that's not just about my past disease that I've tried to worry and yeah. cure or whatever? Like, truly, I get where she's coming from. Yeah. Like, this family has zero boundaries. No, of course not. And not only that, but... Zero trust. We've talked about this a million times yes. already. There's no trust in this family. Well, because of Eric. Well, true. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it stems from Eric, but yeah. it, it trickles down. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. There, there's no there's trust. no there's no inherent familial yeah. like trust that just exists with people that you know and love and mm-hmm. care for. It's weird. I know. I know. It's weird, and Julie seems to be the only person who's understood that and tried to be like, nah, brah, you know? There's only so many times Annie can call him out on being annoying and nosy, and and how it's always Eric's job to find out details. But, like, sometimes, girl, just give it a fucking rest. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't even like the fact that Annie went over there. I, I mean... I didn't mind it because she called her. Yes, true. And that's great. And at and least... And it was actually nice to see them, like... Bonding and yeah. having a relationship and stuff. Yeah. Especially because the last time was, like, so tense and mm-hmm. wrought with, like, all the drama and everything. But, um... But even that was a little bit, like, weird. Because... Because then, then Annie was immediately like, is this about Julie? Because I guess I should be involved because I know something you don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have a meeting with somebody who doesn't want to be involved with anyone else, then keep that to yourself. Yeah. How about, you know? Well, I mean, she kind of does. She's like, because Eric's like, what about that bottle? And she goes, let her tell you that. Yeah, but she says it in a way where it's like, 
maybe you should talk to Julie before you yeah. go down. Which is basically saying, like, I know something you don't know. Yeah, you know? True, true. Like, all she she didn't have to say anything. Yeah. She could have just let Matt and Eric confer in the foyer like yeah. they were. She didn't have to butt in at all. True. You know? Well, they wouldn't be the Camdens, man. I know. I mean, I guess it makes for, quote-unquote, compelling television. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. God, are we just ever going to have a 10 out of 10 episode? Like, I'm just... I just keep thinking about, like, how much talking shit we do about this about this show yeah and and i don't want it to be that necessarily like i love talking shit about it because sometimes it's just ridiculous yeah. and crazy but i do i want to like the show <laughs> you know like yeah like we've chosen to marry this show for the next two years <laughs> and like and like i want to not hate it i just want them to do better like what is this episode <laughs> i i don't know i don't like, know this episode is garbage it is it's it is. so stupid so that that's all the Julie stuff is like I don't want to be in your life and you don't want to be in my life and I'm not so and, and I'm not drinking and yes you are and da, 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 da. and then they come together and she comes over and they have like a quote unquote like cathartic heart to heart yeah where she's like here's the story of the bottle of rum mm-hmm. which even that was kind of weird so it belonged to her sponsor back in New York yes it's the last drink he ever took thirty years ago and then he died yeah. And now she's freaked out about time? Yeah. Like, what about it? How long it is? How short it is? How you could die in an instant? Like, what? What? I didn't even get it. That, you know? <laughs> right? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, 30 years seems like a long time to be alive. I don't understand. And that, what, you're going to go 30 years without a drink? I think, okay, and maybe this is me just now, now maybe I'm not giving the show enough credit because now I'm thinking maybe it was one of those moments where you're supposed to like hear Julie talk and just go like, whoa, you know, like, because if I'm not, and I hope I'm not like butchering the message, right? But basically she's saying how he was sober for 30 years mm-hmm. and the bottle is a reminder for her yeah. of what 30 years is yeah. because because she can remember her sponsor who was 30 years sober yeah and put a put like a face to that that image or mm-hmm. whatever you know and go like shit like that's 30 years you yeah. know and i think that freaks her out a little bit because it is such a long time, and for her, it's only been two years, two yeah. and some change or whatever, you know. Um, so I guess the bottle helps her focus her energy on the fact that that it's gonna be a long and arduous process and like lifelong commitment. That's I what don't. I, that, I don't know. Maybe I think that's what it is. But no. Whatever. I don't, see, I, I want to say whatever, but then I'm also now thinking about, like, alcoholics in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe there are these tokens, right? Like, I mean, that's why you get a token every yeah. 30 days. Because I, 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 I wonder if there's something about having a physical, tangible yeah. connection to your sobriety yeah. that helps, like, make it real. I, I don't think, know. Maybe. I. I think so. 
Yeah, right? I mean, there must be some psychology to that, yeah. to be true. Well, I don't know. Or- any any recovering alcoholics, not to shame you, I'm just, like, literally saying, reach out to us. Reach out to us. Let us know. I mean, we're we're just a couple of idiots talking out of our asses right now. Like, we don't know. And we're, we welcome I real assume, feedback about that. I would assume maybe it's just a very nice, healthy reminder of, like, how far you've come. You mean chips or the bottle of rum she's keeping? Both. You think the bottle of rum is a healthy reminder? Then why does she ask Eric to hang on to it? Maybe she doesn't need it anymore. Maybe no, time, because she's like she's she's like hang on to it till I need it again. <laughs> I mean, like if she, she if she didn't need, if she didn't need it anymore, she'd toss it. Yeah. I think there's some weird like negative thing about this bottle, and I think I think she's supposed to convey in her little monologue that she gives. Mm-hmm. I think what she's supposed to convey is like I've been hanging on to it, and that's destructive, and now I'm letting it go. Yeah, but. Somehow, either it's the dialogue or it's the acting or the whatever, it doesn't quite get me there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm now getting there just in talking about it right now in this moment. Well, I mean, if you think of, well, well, she, whenever she mentions to Matt how you worrying about me is a burden to you and to me, so mm-hmm. what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that bottle is the exact same thing. Like... It's a it's a great reminder of how far you've come, and then like how how long the the battle is, or mm-hmm. how long this disease, is, like how real it is, how right. challenging it is. But maybe she just doesn't want to look at that bottle anymore to remind it. Like maybe, like you said, it's negative. So I don't know. I think it, it's just kind of like if you're always like, man, I should have had that bottle, or oh man, like look at how far I've come. Or it's like, mm-hmm. and it's going back. It's like bringing back the bad shit. Maybe just live your life, right? And maybe, oh yes, and, because she does talk about like living, yeah, as opposed like to dying, yeah, or like whatever. live it. Like don't look back at this bottle yes. and let it remind you to live. Fucking live. That's right. Just make your choices. Live your life. Go outside. Don't let this thing remind you to live anymore. Maybe that's what it is. And so if she ever You're gets right. that point where things she get a needs the reminder scary, again, yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. I like that. I'm I, I'm on board with that. I think we hit it. I think that's okay. it. I hate that again. Once again, if a show is good, it doesn't take eighteen hours to figure that out. Yes. But all that being said, I think I think you I think you hit the nail on the head with that. That makes sense to me in terms of an interpretation of yeah the symbolism of the bottle and mm-hmm. you know reading between the lines of what she's saying that makes sense well whatever <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to you <laughs> T did something <laughs> T does lots of things y'all don't even know <laughs> well, I finished this beer <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I mean that's pretty much that one um, we didn't even talk about the thing that the synopsis talks about, which is Mary. Um, so, whatever. <laughs> this is, like, so painful to watch. Yeah. Mary's story in this episode is painful. And I like that even Lucy is like, this is fucked up shit that you're yeah. doing. <laughs> she goes, I suggested it. Didn't you have to run with it? Well... I love that line where she's like, she's like, by the way, crying to pass your driver's license test isn't a shame, isn't a disgrace to women drivers. It's a disgrace to women. Yeah. (laughs) 
It was epic as a fuck. Like, so good. She's like, I'm a disgrace to all women drivers. And then, like, on her way out, she goes, uh, all women. All women. <laughs> and that's coming from Lucy, yeah. who's a rules girl. Yes. And, like, all these, like, proprietary, you know, not proprietary, like, you know, like, all her, like, proper shit or whatever. She's funny. And then, of it course... Was great. But, you know, it's just funny that Mary keeps that crying game on. God, what a bitch. Yeah. Like, crocodile tears much? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was, like, younger than Mary is, but, you know, old enough to know better, but younger than 16, where I would pull that kind of shit sometimes, you know, like, with my parents. Like, they would, they would like, ask me to, like, clean the kitchen or something, and I'd just be like, but I have homework and assignments, and it's, like, so much, and I can't handle it. And they just, and my mom would be like, oh, Cinderella, is it too much? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, Cinderella. That was their favorite line. And then, of course, that would make me even more mad. Cause, of course. Cause, you know, because of the whole, like, belittling that, yeah. you know, whatever. But like, it's real. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, that just reminded me, especially when um, when Mary does the fake crying thing. Oh, I know what it is. It's it's after they've brought the pizza back to Annie and Eric. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a moment with Mary where they're like, you're really not excited about getting your license? And she's like... It's just a lot of pressure, you know? And then and then she walks away and Annie's like, yeah, crocodile tears. Yeah. And that totally reminded me of like my my par- my, my dynamic with my parents, you know, it's just so like funny. like they're on to you. They've they've been on to you since the beginning. Hello. Yeah. I do want to ask you this. What is your relationship with parallel parking? I'm really good at it. Were you always good at it? Not like the first month and then I got used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, definitely not the first month because it's like can I fit there? Nah. Like, you know what I mean? You're playing that guessing game your first month, and then you start learning. But no, I'm, I'm good at parallel parking. I'm, com- I'm comfortable with it. I, I feel good. I, I feel like I'm good at it. But to this day, and I've been driving for over 10 years yeah. at this point, and, like, to this day, I'm not a good judge of, can I fit in this space? Mm. I, I tend to want more space than uh. I need. So So I'll look at a space that... I think in the back of my mind, intellectually, I'm like, I know I could fit there, but I won't even attempt it because I'm like, it's too tight. I don't no. want to deal with it. I don't want to worry about I, it. I, it's bad because like, I know I put myself in really like tight yeah. like, parking spots, and every time I get out of the car, I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to hate me, but like, it, I made it work. Yeah. Whatever. I'm and I think t- that's what matters. And let's be real. like. Finding parking on the street is big, okay? Yeah, folks, we live in Los Angeles, one of the most congested cities yeah. in terms of, like, cars and everything, and parking is rare, and it's a unicorn if you can find it for free on the street. For so, free. That's, so that's key that's for the key. free. That's the key, because anyone that knows me knows I refuse to pay for parking in my own city if I can avoid it. Yes. So I will circle the block 18 times to find a free street parking as opposed to pulling into the valet, but... Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an important part of driving in LA is knowing how to parallel park and knowing your space limit, you know? A relative of mine lives in Phoenix Uh and, um, like wide streets, comfortable Mm -hmm. parking everywhere. Yeah. Cause I mean, everybody, 
in general, like, I want to say Phoenix has more SUVs than actual, like, you know, like, Is compact that true? cars. I don't know. I, I I feel like that's, I see more trucks or SUVs. Interesting. Um, but my cousin, she just has a hard time parallel parking, and so she always says, like, I can't live in L.A. for that reason. <laughs> and so there have been times where she's asked me to parallel park for her. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, she'll just get out of the car, and I just, like, jump in and I do it. Yeah. I know, I'm comfortable with parallel parking, but I will say, for years, I didn't have the, the camera. Oh, yeah. So... The backup camera has changed the game. Let me tell you, though, when the backup camera is the best in San Francisco. <laughs> it, it is the best when you use it in San Francisco. Because if you can make an SUV fit in any tiny spot where literally it's maybe an inch, like one to two inches front and back, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Because I that saved me for that weekend that I was out there because I, I would never use it. So I would like... Whenever, whatever car I had for that weekend, I know that I can get myself in, but how far can I go and how many yeah, times? Yeah, no way, exactly. Yeah, that's, so, that's the most important thing. So that was the best part for San Francisco, and I was like, damn, the camera is good. Like, I can't go back. I honestly literally cannot go back. And some weird things happen with my car sometimes where, because, you know, the, the back of the camera, like, reads on your little screen yes. thing, right? So sometimes, not often, but sometimes... My screen thing will malfunction. When I turn my car on, it doesn't come on with the car. And... So when that happens, nothing works. Like, even if I'm backing up, like, like, like the, like the yeah. screen is blank. So I will literally restart my car because I, I can't do it without it. And this, and this is me just backing out of my garage at, at, at the house. Like, like in a parking lot, in, in a parking garage that's wide open. Yeah. I've got, I've got a two-space, you know, space that I can work within. Like, I'm good. But if I don't have my camera, I refuse. Like, I've, I've become so reliant on it. Um, specifically because of that space, you know, like, yeah. like the, the, those inches, that's what makes the difference, especially yeah. with parallel parking. Like you can't do it without it. I, I can't do it without it anymore, but I will say this, the thing that saved me when it comes to parallel parking, because I think when I first started driving, I was doing it like intuitively, right? Like yeah. you just kind of make it work. Yeah. Like you, like you figure out, you know, maybe you hit the curb a couple of times with mm-hmm. your rear tire until, you know, until you get it or whatever. But my, I had a driving instructor who, you know, before I took my license test or whatever, mm-hmm. my license exam was like teaching me. And the way he taught me how to parallel park, like the, like the physics of it yeah. or the geometry of it, if you will, has has the it's, it's, it's all I hear now in my head when I have to parallel park. So you go parallel to the car that's in front of the space that you want to fit yes. into. Like get as close without too close, yeah. you know, without getting too close, but parallel to that car, and then back straight up till half of your car yeah. has passed yeah. that car in front. That's when you start turning. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that geometry now it's it's I can't do it like other any other way like that's that that's how I do well, it I back all the way straight back until I'm halfway through and then I start turning yeah. my wheel and then it's it's like it's like a fluid one motion yeah. move it's amazing mm-hmm. every time I love it yeah <laughs> yep. yeah that's how I look at it I'm like can I mm, we're gonna see and I'm like yeah sure and I've tried plenty of times and then been like too much too hard whatever and given up yeah. but yeah, it's 
I love parallel parking. I, I consider myself a good parallel parker. You're like, give sure. me the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I enjoy it. So, guys, Mary has a hard time parallel parking. <laughs> I mean, not, not just a hard time. She literally can't do it. She can't do it. No, yeah. It, it's just, it's really, like... She gets close a couple of times and then fails epically every yeah. time. Yeah. Even Lucy can do it. Yeah. When Lucy gets behind the wheel and does it in one fluid motion, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Good job, Lucy. Good job, Lucy. Mary's an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. She can't be good at everything, can she? Or she says, can I? But I mean, like, even an idiot could do it after 15 tries. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Like, it's a little unrealistic that she yeah. can't ever get it. Yeah. It's a, at, at that point, you're like, do you not get it or do you not want to get it? Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's more of like, I don't think she wants to get it. Yeah. And, and even Matt's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just never going to have to park. Seriously. From now on, just find a space where it's not parallel. Seriously. Which... I mean, let's be honest. In a place like Glen Oak, there's lots of places where you don't have to parallel park, right? But we like, still that's don't understand happening. how big or how small that damn town is or I've city. Given I've given up. Because if where Julie is living is also Glen Oak, then game over, man. Glen yeah. Oak is too big. Yeah. Glen Oak might as well just be bigger than Los Angeles at this point. Like, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. True, 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 true. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like it. We're done here. Yeah. Um, so Mary can't park for shit. She gives crocodile tears. She gets her license. She pulls a share in Clueless, first of all. Yeah. Although this one works. Shares doesn't work. No. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Never mind. I don't even want to think about it. I was like thinking about like Clueless. What does she say? Oh, to, to the, the to driver instructor? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember like her dress, like her white outfit yes. and the Jeep and yeah. What did he say? He's like, you ran a stop sign. You hit a you 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 hit a uh, bike like a cycler, um, it's, whatever. Like he starts naming everything yeah. she did. She goes, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, did you also notice Mary's baggy sweaters are back? Why? Yeah. I know. It was this, kind of disappointing. I was trying to understand why her, yeah, why her clothes are back. I don't know. Is it winter? Oh, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah. but still. Still. Yeah, that's not an excuse. No. It was a weird costume choice. Because even with Lucy, like, her weird fucking pink baggy overalls, like, oh, yeah. what the fuck was that about? Like, mm, Just bring Jordan back, guys. Tragic. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> just bring Jordan back. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I just I just hope that when and if they break up, I mean, I should say if and when they break up, that it's not some horribly dramatic, traumatic yeah. thing. Yeah. That it's some sort of amicable, like, you know, mutually agreed upon, like, conclusion to their relationship. <laughs> so sad. I think that's how we would like all breakups to be. Right? But, you, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I just love them so much. I'd hate to. I'd hate to see the thing that breaks them up to be some like ridiculous drama. You know? True, especially because Jordan seems so above that. Yeah, with everything else that's happened thus yes. far in their relationship. So he, like, he doesn't seem like the type to fall into the trap of the Where drama. Where is Jordan now? 
Or like this actor that plays Jordan. Oh, Where is he? You know, that's a good point. I don't know that we've ever really explored that. Where is that cutie? Should I look him up? I, why not? But it's just funny. We're talking about Jordan. He's not even in this episode, guys. I know. But I could talk about Jordan all day. <laughs> why not? But okay, hold on. We talked about Dina. Yes. And she's okay, obviously. Oh, yeah. That was the clip I accidentally played. Uh, she gets a clean pill of health. She comes over. Congratulations all around. And then Simon apologizes for the way he acted. Yeah. And that... Such a big man. So good. Fucking, like, Matt can't even do that sometimes, you know? Like, True. just, like, put his shit aside and just be a good person. Yeah. To this person that he loves who's his best friend. Yeah. You know? He's like, he's like, I'm sorry I acted weird. And she's like, she, oh, first of all, she says, I'm sorry that I put this burden on you. Yeah. And he's like, don't be. I'm sorry that I acted like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I'll be better next time. And she's like, so will I. Which I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is, this is what maturity looks like, people. Yeah. This is it. These are hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. Fucking A. They're 12 years old. It's just good, good conversation. She I know how to be a good person. They just know how yes. to communicate. Yes. Nailed it. That's the words. Absolutely. Wade Carpenter, for anyone who cares, plays Jordan, did three other things after Seventh Heaven, last of which being in 2014, and that was it. I'm assuming it's <laughs> nothing that we know. He did. So, so his last appearance on Seventh Heaven was in 2001. Mm-hmm. And then also in 2001, he did a TV movie called Class Warfare. Warfare. Did nothing for nine years. In 2010, appeared in a short film as himself, presumably, because the character's name is Wade. And then four years later, did this movie called Pretty Perfect, where he played, quote-unquote, yuppie guy. Yuppie guy. (laughs) Probably didn't even have a line. And then that was it. That was the last thing he did. So he's nowhere. Okay. Seventh Heaven was the last best thing he did. (laughs) 2001? Yeah, which is coming up. I mean, I can already tell just by looking at it. He's only in maybe five episodes more. Oh, wow. One, two, three, four, five episodes more. Wow. Yeah. But 2001. That's so, insane. Yeah, there's some gaps here. We're not going to see him again for a while. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. Bummer, but we love you, Jordan. <laughs> yes, we do. Poor one out for Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon, Dina, they're good. Matt, I guess we covered on Julie. Yeah, yeah, we did. We totally did. And Matt's whole storyline is is in conjunction with yeah, Julie. Exactly. This episode. Um, can we talk about how Annie is extremely just horny? Oh yeah! In the first half, in the first half. Oh my god! She yes, just, she just wants. And to... then she's not. <laughs> but I have to admit, it was pretty fucking funny whenever he tried to lean in and kiss her. Goes nah! and like walks away. <laughs> like don't touch me. So okay, having never been pregnant ourselves. Yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we haven't. Um, like I. You hear tell, I guess, Mm -hmm. from movies and life or whatever, that there is a point in your pregnancy when hormones kick into high gear and, like, it's, like, horny city or whatever. Yeah. Um, But 
what never really gets explained and I feel is like is lacking in this episode is what changes. Like yeah. and they try to sort of resolve that by Annie having the conversation with Eric saying like it's just a fact. Like, I'm not into you right now, and I might be again tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. But it's almost, like, not good enough for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, literally what changed? It, like, from one day to the next, yeah. you're like, can't get enough to don't touch me. Yeah. I don't, but maybe that's how it is. I don't know. Having never been pregnant, maybe we'll never know until we are. I don't know. Could you imagine if one of us is pregnant? Oh, my God, these hormones are insane! <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny is, like, I could see myself being pregnant, but I I can't envision what that's like with like having like a partner, like yeah. how Annie has Eric. Like like in yeah. my mind, if I'm ever pregnant, like I'm doing it alone. <laughs> I don't know. That's just always how I envisioned it for some reason. I'm doing it alone. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I don't know. Oh man, but that would suck though. Because like, if you're like hot and cold, yeah, constantly. it must suck. But also, maybe not because maybe who cares? Because you're feeling that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe you're not even like maybe it doesn't even matter to you personally because you're yeah. like I just don't feel it right now. So yeah, like, yeah. stay away from me. You know, don't touch me. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my only real point of reference for any of this stuff is, like, friends. Because, like, I know they touch on this with friends, too. Like, when Rachel's pregnant. Yeah. And she has these moments, like, around the fourth month or whatever, where she's, like, super horny. For, like, everybody. (laughs) She, like, can't get enough, you know? But, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But, yeah, they're, like, they're, like, creepy into each other. But, of course, we've they've known always, this. They've always been creepy into each other. It's disgusting. Yeah, we've known this. She's, like, she's like trying to get the kids to go to bed at, like, 8 o'clock so they can yeah. have the night to themselves or whatever. Just go have the night to yourself. Go lock the fucking door. Yeah, seriously. Because you think if the kids get into bed at 8, they're going to fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> like, serious. Like, who cares? Have you seen that uh, Mo- uh, Modern Family episode when um, it's... It's Phil. Mm-hmm. Like basically, they're they're in bed and like they're doing it, and the kids walk in, <laughs> and um, and then yep. they re- they realize they need to put a lock. And now when the kids were trying to get in the room, the the, the lock is on. Like it's been yeah, locked. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, like, <laughs> like they're like, oh. like it's almost like, worse yeah, because yeah, now you know no. for a fact that's yeah. what's happening. It was so funny because that's like the last shot. They're like, let's go. Oh, they like they walk away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, with these two. Or remember that episode where where the kids are all like in their rooms and then you hear like a commotion and they all run to open yeah. their door and the bed has collapsed? Yeah. Like that's fucking trauma. Like yeah. imagine being Ruthie yeah. and walking in and <laughs> <coughs> And seeing your parents in flagrante with the yeah. bed shattered into pieces. Like, the fuck? If I was Ruthie, because I know they took milk and cookies, I think, to the room. At that point, I'd be like, give me oh the Oh, God, co- yeah. Ugh. I would, like, take the cookies. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is something Ruthie would do. Yeah. <laughs> totally. What? What? Did she... Sh- whatever. <laughs> Not writing the show, guys. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. Like, I feel like nothing... Major has happened yeah. this season yet. No, nothing no. has happened in this season. No. 
No. And then, you know, remember in the last episode we mentioned, like, Matt's uh, girl of the week? Yeah. Jenny? Was that her right. name? Right. Yeah. Not in this episode. No one in this episode. Yeah. Because Matt was busy episode. with Aunt Julie. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe tomorrow it'll be, you know, not tomorrow. Next week. <laughs> you know. Next week. Or next episode. I don't know if this is airing on a Monday or a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. We do it? I feel like we did it. Sad. But true. Yeah, we did it. You want to rate it? <laughs> God, this is another four. This is another four. Yeah. Two episodes in a row for me. I feel like it's like eight episodes in a row. Like, everything has been so bad. This yeah, time. yeah, this yeah, yeah. But, like, isn't that true for most shows? Like... First season, well, we're not talking about Seventh Heaven Year. We're just saying sure. in general, like, most shows, first season, awesome. Second season, it's like either the second or the third season that There's is There's a slump, shit. right? Yeah. It's just totally. shit. There is that. It's a slump. I don't know Something happens. happens. I think either it's, either it's like complacency, right, where they kind of get into a formula. Yeah. Where, like, these particular things work, so let's just recreate them. Yeah. Or just the ideas aren't flowing as yeah. as readily, you know, yeah. as they were at first. I, I feel like with this show particularly, it's a little bit of both, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I just, I have hopes. I genuinely, I've said this before, I have hopes that what we're, what, what's on the horizon, we're going to enjoy and it's going to be worth it, you know? Like, Let's hope so. As, especially as these kids get older and, you know, yeah. shit starts getting real. Yeah. You know? Because right now we're still in that fluffy, like, yeah. you know, wholesome family shit, you know? Let's which shit which get gets real. old, you yeah. know? Let, let it get real already. Yeah. What's your... <laughs> so, for the first time in history, my rating is lower than yours. <laughs> I gave this episode a three. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, this was a garbage episode. Yeah. Even Julie and all of that pretty decent drama couldn't yeah. save it for me. Like, nothing was redeemable in this episode yeah. for me. Even this, even, ugh, the fucking score. It even came back. Yeah. Yeah. The moment, anything with Aunt Julie, that's where the oh, score, of course. of course, comes in. Of course. And you're like, oh, give me another sob story. And of course, we're going to mm-hmm. add the music to do it. But it just takes me out and it makes me hate it. Oh, absolutely. I know. It's very frustrating. This was, yeah, this was a blah episode. Mary pissed me off. Julie pissed me off. Eric pissed me off. Everybody pissed me off in this episode. Yeah. Except Simon. Except Simon. But that's typical, right? Yeah. Like, Simon rarely pisses me off. I know. He's only ever had, like, maybe five bad episodes for himself yeah. where I'm just like, oh, Simon. But, you know, even he wasn't enough to save this episode. Yeah, no, no, no. Unfortunately. Because as, as great as he and Dina are and as wonderful as they are to look at and watch and experience mm-hmm. together, like, is this episode was just a turd. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, as always, folks, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us on all the places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at For Heaven's Sake Pod. All the places. All the places. Or send us an email at Show at gmail.com. 
Um, as we've said before, we love to hear from you guys. We welcome all feedback. Um, all feedback. All feedback. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Every last bit of it. Um, and until next time, bye. Bye.